When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Islanders Anxiety from the Lighthouse Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Dan Saracini. Joining me this evening via Zencaster is my friend Michael Leboff. And Mike, I hope you're sitting down because the Islanders have, in fact, won a game. I can't believe it myself, but I saw it happen. I'm sure you saw it happen, too. A lot of people saw it happen. Uh, they beat the Ottawa Senators, who were riding a three-game winning streak of their own. And uh, it's funny. I, I had talked to you that earlier that morning, and I'm like, you know, I'm feeling actually a little bit confident about this game tonight, which is a funny thing to say when your team has lost 11 games in a row. But the reason I felt confident is because we obviously know what it's like to root for a team that is kind of dead in the water, much like the Senators are this season. And I say that with all due respect because the Islanders look pretty much dead in the water too. But, you know, they're coming from a much higher place than the Senators are. But I know that feeling of like having won three games in a row and you feel like your your team is is great. They're doing great. They're turning the corner. This is the year. And then they have that home game against a, a completely battered and unconfident and torn apart opponent, and they lose. And it's right back to the suck again. And I kind of saw that coming from the Senators' point of view. And for once, I actually my instincts turned out to be right. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, I I was on radio on on Sirius Radio on Tuesday afternoon, and the host was like this has to be the night, right? And I said, well, it has to be, yes, but it has had to be for about a week right. in a row. So just because it's had to be doesn't mean it's going to happen. And um, I, yeah, I felt kind of confident going in, but same thing, felt kind of confident for a little for a lot of these games that have turned into losses. And um, the moment where I 
change and I started to really get nervous was because uh, I had actually had made this joke on the radio that, you know, so many of the Islanders looks, good looks have turned into goals going the other way somehow. And mm. It's just, it's been uncanny that the Islanders will have a two on one or three on two or a good shift. And not only will it not end at a goal for the Islanders, but it turns, someone misses the net puck rims around and all of a sudden a two on one goes the other way. And, that manifested when Sebastian Ajo made a nice play, found Josh Bailey in the slot. And uh, I think for the second time that period, a shot off of Josh Bailey's stick. Uh, <laughs> the first one, he just shot backwards and it turned into a, a chance the other way. And this one uh, was blocked and the Senators go the other way, two on one. And Ilya Sorokin made perhaps his best save of maybe the season. Mm. I mean, he's made a lot of 10 bell saves, but that was one of them. Um, and so during that, whole play i was like oh god like they're actually going to lose this game aren't they because it just looks like the, <laughs> the hockey gods are still um they're still against us but uh yeah then it it was just sweet sweet relief uh the fifth goal the bellows goal from, mm, <laughs> from yeah. wallstrom to zarnick to bellows for, for those of you who <laughs> drew that one up at home um yeah uh yeah the relief was just crazy because it was getting to the point where i just couldn't even picture what it felt like to win i couldn't picture the like that the after game mm. uh conga line to give the goalie hugs or anything like that and uh those all felt like such foreign thoughts and uh, i thought that the kind of the tone from the team and trots afterwards was pretty great like it's a relief yeah and like they were they all said the same thing which is uh they've dug themselves a pretty deep hold here and they've got no choice but to start digging out of it and uh, i think one thing that this whole experience this 11 game Another thing that he did too was also like talk about this 11 game losing streak as an experience and talk about how tough it's been just to go through. And now that they're out of it, like just how proud he was for them to get through it. Um, but it's what it did for me is, is completely change and adjust how you look at the the season now, right? Like it's not, we, we came into the season with such high expectations and now we got to adjust to, mm. this is now a, a completely uphill climb starting from December 8th through May. Like that's a long time <laughs> and the win really is meaningless, could be meaningless in a couple of weeks if they don't consistently string wins together. That's the frustrating part, right? Like, mm. yeah, they won with relief, happy to win. But then you think about it like, well, they need a lot more of these really quickly. Yeah. Um, so we'll know how important this win is around this time, like next month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I joke that, you know, 17 or 18 more of these in a row and they'll be right back in this thing because that's kind of. The reality where the Islanders are at right now is that uh, they have dug themselves a hole. They do have games in hand on just about everybody in the league, uh, but they need to win those games. But I mean, if you look at the standings right now, and I don't advise you to because it's horrifying, you know, these teams are way ahead of them in both points. And quite frankly, goals for what was it that we said? Like the Caps have like 50 more goals for. Than the yeah. Islanders do. The, the Panthers have scored almost 100 goals this season in like yeah. 27 or 28 games. Yeah, it's something like the Pan the Panthers had uh, were up like 56 goals more scored than the Islanders <laughs> in like four more games. Yeah, and they just yeah. and you just try to do the math in your head like is that humanly possible? And you're saying I, no, I, it's I don't think it is. And then you realize oh, it's also not humanly possible for your team to go on an 11 game losing streak where they right. score what 15 goals or whatever they did. So there's yeah. a there's so many crazy like the list of things that have gone wrong for the past month <laughs> that were and and i think that like w the two of us will agree like there's a lot of blame to go around uh, mm. with the team on ice off ice whatever but there's also so much that has gone wrong 
completely out of control of the team yeah. um that it I, I a couple times i've tried to sit down and like list it out in my head and it and i get to like the third thing i'm like oh my god like <laughs> there's still a hundred more of these things i'd have to think about and and it's just so tiring and depressing i don't even want to do it um yeah. But yeah, that's all that stuff has to go wrong for you for you to to have a gulf like that with another team in the league. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and like, and we were also talking too about how like this seems very much like a season in which there is a huge gulf between who's at the top and who's at the bottom, and it's never usually like this. Normally, this time of year, yeah, there's some teams in last places, obviously, but like you know, you're never that far out, and it reminds me of the old days of the late nineties with the Islanders where like, you know, they, they would only be like, you know, six points out of a playoff spot. And you think, Oh man, you know, they string a couple wins together. They could pop right in there. And then of course they'd lose, you know, five or six in a row. And that was the end of that. But like, if you look at the the Metro standings now, or really any standings, there's huge gulfs. I mean, you've got teams like the, obviously the, the coyotes, we knew they were going to be terrible, but like they're, I mean, the wild are so far ahead of them in first place in the central. It's absurd. Like it's, it's crazy. The same with the cent with the, uh, the Pacific, uh, you know, I think the Kraken were way down to the bottom and, and the Oilers are and flames are kind of running away with it. So, and obviously here, you know, it's, um, it's the, the capitals and hurricanes at the top. Oh, and then of course in the Atlantic, you've got the senators who were buried and Canadians were buried deep in the bottom and the Leafs and lightning are, you know, off and running. So, it's kind of crazy. Uh, nobody's mathematically eliminated yet. Uh, so the Islanders still do have a lot of runway left. There's 61 games left in the season. It's pretty crazy. No, it feels like these, these, so that means they've played 21 games and it feels like it's been 221 yeah. games. Like it's, it's just, I, I, I was talking to my friend. And I said, remember the part of the season where the Islanders just didn't play like they play. And then, yeah. Uh, and then they take like five days off pre COVID and then they had to do it again. <laughs> yeah. So they had one game in 11 days. Before any of this happened in the middle of their road trip, one game in 11 days. And I, I don't know. It's it, but that's what you, I mean, we'll, we'll we got to break that down one day. Yeah. But, uh, it's just like the whole, I mean, I think there is an episode hmm. to be made, um, whether it's at the end of the season or whatever of like <laughs> everything that's gone wrong, uh, depending <laughs> on where they end up. And I think, cause I, I like, I, I actually joked with you about this, about I tuned into the Jeff Merrick show yesterday. Cause Arthur Staple was going to be on it and talk yes, about the Islanders. And the, he opens this segment about the Islanders with, you know, there's just so much, you know, th- there were so much expectations about the Islanders coming into the season. And we just, th- the big question is how did it all go wrong? Or like, or, or like what exactly has gone wrong with this team and nobody can put their finger on it. And I want, I just wanted, to, I wanted to call Sportsnet and just file a complaint <laughs> or like a class action lawsuit or something and be like, I don't know, Jeff, Jeff, the other day they played a game where they had one defenseman from their opening night roster in it. They had Grant Hutton playing like 20 minutes a game. Right. Robin Sala was playing on the first pair. Like how, yeah. how, what do you mean? Nobody knows how this has gone wrong. We know exactly how it's gone wrong. And yes, there's other parts of it like on ice stuff that's gone wrong too, but mm. there's a yeah. big, big reason why everything has gone wrong. They opened a new arena with eight Bridgeport Islanders in the lineup. They were the only team in the league that did it to uh, the home opener introductions because I don't right. think we can introduce Paul Ledoux to these people. <laughs> yeah, cause, because who the hell are these guys? That's what's gone wrong. I mean, among other many, many other things, you you need to, you know, you'd, you'd need to give somebody, and Art did a great job on the show as always. We'll talk actually about Art's uh, 
uh, New Islanders uh, writer at The Athletic uh, later on. Um, but uh, Art did a great job trying to explain to people like Jeff Merrick exactly what's gone wrong with the Islanders, which is a whole lot of stuff. Uh, and, you know, that's just kind of how it is. But again, you would have had to have, like, paid attention to understand. <laughs> you know, as I said, I think I said when I was watching that Penguins game, the guy behind me who's a Penguins fan was like, who's even the Islanders captain? It's like, well, first of all, it's Anders Lee, and he has been for, you know, four years now. And second of all, he ain't here because he's on the COVID <laughs> list. So can't, you can't help that. Like, you just can't, you know, uh, what are you going to do? We can't we can't change that kind of stuff. And, and, and it was so it was apropos, too, that they finish this or they end a streak in front of no media oh my broadcast God. calling the game no stats for, yeah no NHL.com, yeah. it's just like it was almost as if uh you know the whole the league and everybody in general has just had a handshake agreement like yeah. look anything can happen in this game we'll just say that's exactly what happened and nobody yeah. will care it's like nobody yeah. will look into it. it it really felt very much 2000 like three nhl uh you yeah. know even pre pre-lockout when you're like yeah. oh like the, the coyotes playing the stars tonight uh just in <laughs> case you notice like just in case you're wondering here's what happened we don't have any evidence that it happened though it just this is this this is what we were told happened yeah. in uh in phoenix last night really felt like a classic islanders senators game because brendan and aj who was filling in very capably for uh, Butch, uh, were doing the call remotely from the MSG studios while the game was played in Ottawa. And so, you know, I guess they they turned down the crowd noise or whatever. And so it really felt like nobody was there. Like all you heard was Brendan and AJ and, you know, the gold horn go off or whatever. And you didn't hear another another person the entire time. And I actually watched the clip, the highlights from TSN today. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. They had turned turned down the volume on the crowd or whatever. And even with the crowd, they barely made any sound because it was like nobody there. So it really, it, really brought back the, the I think it was the Anders Lee goal that went off the back boards yes. that went in. Um, I don't think anybody or no, actually, it wasn't because he had two weird goals. He had the other one where he he like just smashed the puck in yeah. from under Gus. He didn't really have it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so that one, the, the, the second weird one, um, I just was watching the game and it was almost like the Brendan and AJ. And like we said, they were calling this game for remote so you know they they do have an excuse here but it was almost as if they were just calling it as if the goal happened and play was just going to keep continuing because it was yeah. there was no like goal <laughs> kind of call it was just like and anders lee he pokes at it and it looks like the puck's in the net and he players are skating around and they just kind of kept going like there was no like denotation that the, a goal has been scored this is an important moment in the game it was just kind of, yeah, it was perfect just... it was really just really perfect for uh for what's been going on and yeah. um you know let's just hope there was that part of the season is now in the <laughs> rear view i guess i really hope so i really hope so uh and because this whole season could basically be done in like uh sort of you ever watch like you ever see those like ghost hunter shows on like travel channel or whatever it's like it, this is sort of like that season just in you know, in documentary form, this is ghost hunters. But but so but let's let's go back a couple of days before the the Senators game, uh, which was a big one. But uh, the Islanders, believe it or not, are actually on a four game point streak. If you can imagine that, they've lost. They prior to the Senators game, they lost three games in extra innings. Uh, they lost two OT games in a row, one against San Jose at home, and then one in Detroit, and then a three two shootout loss to Chicago. And, uh, you know, I, I won't get into the, the details about it. Uh, it was nice to see some dudes back. Barzell had a great goal in the San Jose game about 90 seconds in. Um, but, uh, you know, it kind of was more even, uh, more of an even game. Uh, the OT was uh, not great. 
Anthony Beauvillier flubbed a shot and it went right to Timo Meyer, who's been on a hot streak, and he and Eric Carlson hooked up. They had Ilya Sorokin out of position. Um, but I thought the Islanders played pretty well in that game for a game where they had no power plays, which is, again, nothing new for these guys. But I thought they played okay for the most part. Um, the game in Detroit, I got to be honest, I didn't watch it. Uh, my wife and I and a bunch of friends went uh, hatchet throwing. I don't know if anybody out there has ever been hatchet throwing. I'm sure they have these places on the island. It's called Bury the Hatchet here in Jersey. It's a lot of fun. It's a little like bowling, except, you know, like the objects are sharp and you got to be careful not to kill anybody. But uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and so that was I was doing that while the Islanders were playing in Detroit and uh, really went back and forth, especially the first period uh, was ended up 2-1 Detroit. The Islanders tied it. Uh, Oliver Wallstrom had a fight and uh, a slap shot goal on the power play. Actually, they had two power play goals in that game. Uh, and uh, they again, they played pretty well. But Morris Sider, who, again, is he's a really, really good young player. Uh, another slapper uh, from the far side kind of beat Sorokin. I mean, it was I don't know if, if Ilya could have done anything about it. It went kind of the far side of the net. Uh, it was a nice seeing eye shot. But again, they, they played pretty well in that game, all things considered. Um, and then the game against Chicago, uh, I mean, they they were probably the better team. I mean, you could kind of look it up, and and they they were very good in that game. But uh, they got two goals, uh, well, one on a deflection from J.G. Paggio, uh, and then uh, Noah Dobson with the very late, very dramatic slap shot goal to tie the game with three point seconds left, three point six seconds left. The overtime, people complaining, oh, it's so boring. Trot sucks. You know, I, I don't know what they were thinking. But I feel like it was probably sort of um, a little bit like what's gone on so far this season, where they were maybe overthinking just a little bit. Like they were so nervous and they probably so wanted this win that they ended up not doing anything, especially after losing two straight overtime games in a row uh, where, you know, a turnover led to the game winning goal. So, uh, you know, it was a boring guess, but I could kind of see where a non-confident team would would play like that in overtime. Uh, It was... uh, you know, it was real shame. And then uh, they didn't really do much in the shootout, which they never do. And uh, Patrick Kane scored. So there you go. Uh, thank God Adam Pellick only got lost for a few minutes and he came back and he wasn't not uh, hurt worse because if he was, that would have been a huge, huge, huge problem. And so that brings us to the five, three win in Ottawa. They were really, really good. Um, they almost doubled up the senators in high danger chances. It's seven to four. You know, the, the senators had more shots, but none of them were really all that dangerous. And if you look at the heat map, the, the big blue uh, hotspot is right in front of their net, uh, which is nice. You know, that's kind of, and it was very much an Islanders game. Uh, Nick Holden, who had a goal, really the goal bounced off of Noah Dobson's foot. I mean, it wasn't really Holden's goal, but uh, he said, you know, it, it's funny because, you know, you're not giving them much and all of a sudden they turn around and score a goal and it's demoralizing. And it made me feel good to hear him say that because I was like, yes, that's the team. That's the Islanders. Are they back? Maybe they're back now. This is what it was. And that this game to me, for the first time since the Winnipeg game felt like an Islanders game. Like they didn't, they gave the senators shots, but none of them were really all that dangerous. They were scoring off of turnovers. Anders Lee had two goals, which is great to see Wallstrom uh, uh, again, fed bellows, which was really nice. Uh, JG Pajot scored right off a face off, which was pretty awesome. Yeah. They gave up a shorthanded goal, which kind of sucked, but uh, you know, they, they did what they did. And to me, that looked like a game that was the Islanders and it looked like, you know, they might be coming around again. So uh, I find it highly encouraging, but like you said, uh, they need a few more of those to, <laughs> to really get back into this thing. Uh, you know, one, one game isn't going to do it. And the last time they played a game like that, the one in Winnipeg, they went out to lose like, you know, <laughs> the next 11 games in a row. So don't do that. 
Yeah, uh, and it's so funny how every opponent right now just seems so daunting. Like even before that Senators right. game, I was like, "Oh man, like how the hell are we going to beat the Senators? We're the Islanders, you know, like three in a row. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> the Blackhawks are in town. Like this was going to how are we going to stop Patrick Kane? Um, right. <laughs> it's like oh, almost it. It really, like I said, like I've just it's been such an adjustment period going back to, um, you know, pre trots and honestly, like even like pre we're talking like Scott Gordon Islanders of you know expectations like. And everything down to the the long losing streaks, and and especially with it being in November, really does remind you of Scott Gordon. Like remember that one season they started four one and two, and yeah. then they lost. They 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 were then blink of an eye five eighteen and three or something like that. And um, so and when you're in these streaks, you 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 just everyone seems unbeatable. Um, and and I think a big thing about that Red Wings game was uh when. Because uh, yeah, so just starting with the Sharks game, I, I was at a, I went to see the Hold Steady in concert. I saw the first period. I'm sitting at the bar with my buddy, and uh, Barzell scored four minutes into the game, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, <laughs> wow, because uh, that was the first goal they've scored that where they made it, it a goal seem like it wasn't the most impossible thing in the world to do, uh, and then they sp- would go on and spend the rest of the game doing just that, uh, making it. And and I think as the game wore on, like you could tell, like this team didn't have it. And then, uh, but when they get, when they played the Red Wings, I missed uh, a part of the first, basically the first 35 minutes. Cause I was at a wedding and at that wedding, actually, I, I see a gentleman watching the game at the table and him, <laughs> and I go, and I was just like, I walked up to him as I was walking by this table. And I just go, what the hell is happening? Like it's surreal. <laughs> and he goes, he's like, it's just so sad. And I don't want to be watching this game, but I still am. Mm. <laughs> and, and i was like you're yeah, couldn't have said it better and um so uh but uh, when i got back and i'm listening on the radio uh and here and just hearing king uh, chris king call a game and it sounded like i'm like okay like they seem like they're in it like they're not winning they're down but they're in it they're close like the one thing that people forget w- w- towards the end of the street was they were just very it was very rare for the Islanders to be down by more than a goal or to, mm. you know, not be within striking distance for most of the game. Like even the Ranger game, uh, it, it got out of hand. Sure. But in, in the flames game too, like they were, they were hanging with these teams. Um, they just would run out of real estate basically. And that's mm. uh, like, this is probably what's happening with the Red Wings. Uh, they get a late goal um, in that one. And all of a sudden, like you start, cause the Sharks game, it, it was progress, right? Cause you got a point and then obviously another overtime <laughs> loss. And it's like, okay, you're supposed to go to, get two points to get progress from one point but they don't uh, but it still felt like it because this team could have they could have uh you know just felt sorry for themselves and skated out the game and lost it and then yeah that, that black cost game uh i just I, I i was actually in the middle of texting somebody asking when's the last time we scored a six on five goal <laughs> uh it was about because there's four seconds left when i was mm. starting you know about to sit send and uh i i I think the last time I cheered for a goal like that, like I guess it was the game against the lightning when they took that early one, nothing lead. But even then, like I had so many reservations about that game just because I was like, shit, they scored way too early. They scored their, you can't use your one goal uh, this early in the game. You got to save it for a more important time. And, uh, uh, but yeah, it just, it just felt so good to, to feel like they, they, they earned, some like they they just des- they got something they deserved which was a point at least a point in that game because they were good they were good mm. relative to where they were and were improving and uh they deserved at least a point in that game probably two and and for them to get that point with two seconds left and for Do- dobson by the way has been f- fantastic mm. um on the last episode i taught talked about how it's been disappointing how uh there's been opportunities for players uh to kind of seize 
uh, and and most when I was talking about them, I, I was referring mostly to the the AHL guys or like the fringe roster guys, the Ahos, the Huttons, mm. etc. Uh, but but I kind of overlooked Dobson's like he's obviously playing a bigger role uh, and he's had to because they don't have Ryan Pollock and they didn't mm. have a lot of their other defensemen during the time. And um, he's starting to really look like he's, he was at his best when uh, last season pre when he, before he got sick um, and not at a moment too soon, he's, he's turned into basically their best uh, defenseman outside of Pellick right now. And mm. they needed him to be because I think Scott Mayfield is, is, has been struggling because he's been asked to do too much. Uh, but, but so not only did the team deserve that result, but he also deserved uh, that, that goal. And, and for a little bit of shine, he had a great deke at the blue line too, that like went around hockey Twitter. There was, there was a lot going for him. Uh, so he's good. And then, so carrying that momentum into Ottawa felt like such a monumental task, <laughs> especially after the first period. Cause it was so mm. dull. And yeah. I was like, you know, like they did, like they tricked us on 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 Sunday night against the Hawks with that <laughs> late goal, and I really thought that it was actually a building block towards at least getting back, in, like cl- into range. Same, mm. going back to that theme of adjusting your expectations. I remember in like 2010 um, season, they were like within shouting distance of a playoff spot, and I just remember bargaining with fate and being like, <laughs> "Oh, you know, if they if they catch if they you know make up these three games in hand on Carolina." that puts them within four points of the hurricanes. And they're also playing Carolina twice before the end of the season. So they're actually like really tied. Like right. that's how much I, ha- that's how much mental gymnastics I used to have <laughs> to do to convince myself. The Islanders are actually relevant in a season um, in, a decade ago. And and now you're doing the same thing. Cause right now I'm looking at, uh, you know, whenever I peeked at the standings and I've really tried not to, I go, Oh man, like if the Islanders make up their four games in hand, uh, if they win their four games in hand on Pittsburgh, they're only four games back. They're only four points back of them. And right. while that is true and it is, it's sadly kind of reassuring. And I am repeating that line to myself with like every team above them. Um, it, 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 it only works if they win these games. And uh, <laughs> so in that first period of the senators, I was like, damn it. Well, why did I even think that? Like, they're not going to mm-hmm. win this game. And then they, they did. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a game that they, they deserved to win. They deserved the bounces they got, but there still were reminders yeah. that the hockey gods are just absolutely toying with this team. That third goal, I think, or second goal, when the Islanders go up 4-1, it looks like the game's in hand. Like, Pajot just scores, I believe. And, um, it, you know, it was nice to see yeah. a former senator, like a for, someone on the Islanders score against his former team and not the other <laughs> way around. And uh, really feel-good moment for everybody. And then next thing you know, a puck from the boards just thrown into the slot hits up Noah Dobson's skate mm, and yeah. right into the back of the net. And you're like, Oh no. Like yeah. my, yeah, here, my here daughter comes. was sitting next to me and she goes, Oh, they're winning. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Shh, there's a lot of game <laughs> left. I mean, they've lost 11 games in a row in a million different ways. Don't say anything. And as soon as she went upstairs, I'm like, you see now it's four, two, you see what happens. You can't, you gotta be very careful here. You know, and sure enough, then they end up winning. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's funny, too. Um, yeah, I agree. Dobson has been very, very good uh, for the last couple of weeks. And, you know, I guess maybe he just took a couple of days to realize that, the, you know, the training wheels are off now. We also, we should also not discount, by the way. And, and you know, Barry Trotz, you know, it's I feel it's really it's really interesting that he reached out to a newer coach. in the. I mean, Barry Trotz has been coaching for, you know, 25, 30 years, whatever, in the NHL. And he reached out to DJ Smith, the senator, is about how to deal with the COVID outbreak, because that's what happened, you know, to them 
before. And I feel like it's pretty interesting for, you know, an older coach to reach out to a younger guy and be like, hey, man, you got any advice for this? And um, I think it's important to note that, you know, there is a bit of um, an adjustment period for these guys coming back from from the COVID protocol. And, you know, not all of them had symptoms. I feel like a couple of them really didn't. But some of them did. Casey Zizekas is still out. So, you know, in the event Zizekas comes back in one of the two games this week, and we'll talk about them on the other side of the break, um, you know, there might be some sort of lingering, um, uh, you know, health issues there. So, uh, you know, that, I think that's important. And I, I think, you know, there's something to be said about them sort of coming around a little bit at a time over these last couple of games and finally getting one in, in Ottawa. But yeah, no, it wasn't perfect. I mean, that for some reason now they give up a ton of shorthanded goals. I guess that game seven in Tampa really must have traumatized them. Where the hell did that come from? <laughs> I don't know, but it really needs to stop. because It's this so is, frustrating because it's, it's and, and ridiculous. It makes, the power play is coming around a little yeah. bit. <laughs> like, like that's a brush. But you also have to deal with the, the, the existential weight of being like, well, this team does give up shorthanded goals now. Yeah. And so it's like, it's anybody's guess who, who, who this is better for right now. I mean, we've got three play. years without really worrying about it ever. And now all of a sudden in the last year, all of a sudden now it becomes a, a bit of a, of a kryptonite thing, but uh, yeah. But the, the other thing too, about Dobson's uh, goal to tie that game in Chicago and, and, you know, and even, you know, in a way, you know, even Lee's goal uh, is, you know, his first, like you said, both goals were kind of weird. And even the, um, th- there was another one too. Maybe it was the, the Bellows one, but like the element of, of luck is so huge in hockey. And it's the thing that, you know, can't really be quantified. Yes. You know, we've tried to come up with sort of shooting percentage, save percentage sort of thing, but you really can't quantify just how much stupidity happens in the course of a hockey game that matters and the islanders as we've noted over these last few weeks have not gotten a single shred of luck this entire time they just you know anytime somebody was open the puck would bounce off their stick or skitter off into the corner or you know end up being bounced into the the over the glass as opposed to you know ending up on somebody's stick and and getting into an empty net and some and so when dobson scored that goal at the end of that chicago game to tie it i was like finally that's the break that they need because yes, okay, fine. Flurry had been very good in that game, and that's the kind of thing that just snuck through, and it made it through. I don't know if it bounced off of somebody, or there was there was a, there was a million people on the ice, so it must have been screened. But that's the kind of goal that you know. I'm, I'm not that Dobson doesn't have the skill, but like when you take that big slap shot from a, from a point like that, I don't think you're really aiming it so much as it's just going where it's going to go, and it ended up going off into the side there where Flurry wasn't covering, and it was great. You know, Lee's goal that bounced off the backboard and, and came to him and he kind of slid it. He, he was almost on the goal line and he slid it towards uh, behind Gustafson, the, the Senator's goalie, like in an, in an, a week earlier, had he tried that, that puck would have just kept sailing off to the other corner, you know, would have went right, right across the goal line and off into the corner. And that would have been it. But this time it angled enough that it went in <laughs> and it was the first goal and it kind of got them off and running. So, you know, there's that if that kind of stuff is going to come around now finally and they're going to get they're going to cash in on these chances that that's really the difference you know they've been getting chances this whole time man Zach Parisi had a had a shorthanded breakaway in that game last night and he barely got a shot oh off. my god I wanted to I wanted to like pause that whole <laughs> thing and be like I don't, you know pause when he's at the red line gather everybody together and just mm. be like what let's all just talk through this because we know exactly <laughs> what's going to happen here. Like we know what's he's, what's going to, unfortunately he's, we know he's not going to score, but mm. let's just, just have this. This is a good moment for all of us before this, this, <laughs> this breakaway happens to just like talk about our feelings about Zach Parisi's stint right now as an Islander, because there's just, it's absurd 
that this guy hasn't scored yet. Yeah. Um, because he's he's always in the areas where something is supposed to hit off his hand or his foot, yeah. like what happened. He's to always a screen guy when yeah, he's out there. <laughs> it's crazy, and um, mm. and and like there gets to be a point where you just got to stop like making excuses for him. And, and we're definitely beyond that point. And it's really <laughs> disappointing. But before the season, if you had asked me for two very, very safe projections about the Islanders, I would have said Zach Parisi, he's signed to a $750,000 deal. So uh, when you quantify how many goal, how much money each goal in the NHL is worth, like to, to contract money, I'm sure I'll be like, you know, Zach Parisi probably needs eight to pay off his contract. Let's say <laughs> I would say he'd probably score eight, eight to 10. If he play, if mm. he's healthy, like, very safe. Same thing with Beauvillier. I'd be like Beauvillier, Beauvillier probably scored you know sixteen to to twenty two, um, easy. And ne- neither one of those guys are gonna come close. Like <laughs> it's, it's, it's like it, that. It's just more of this these and and part of it is their own doing, but a lot of it is is also uh, these kind of extenuating circumstances. But yeah, that breakaway man. Like talk about yeah. a moment in time to sum up the entire season. Right. My God. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to really reference this particular season, but uh, Jason Chimera scored like 20 goals for the Islanders his first season. And so did Andrew Latt. And I don't think either of those guys had a goal before Thanksgiving either. <laughs> so, That's true. You know, it is yeah. possible. Yeah. But. My, my, my biggest fear with Parisi is, uh, yeah, they, uh, yeah, they're sellers at the deadline. They trade him mm. to Tampa Bay and mm. he scores, you know, 16 goals for them down the stretch <laughs> and in the playoffs. Cause you know, it, you know, that if, if they do end up trading him, uh, mm. that's, what's going to end up happening. Uh, yeah. but yeah, I could see yeah. that. I, I could see Chara doing the, like, how Mark Streit won a cup. Like, he yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It'd be like the seventh, seventh, eighth guy. <laughs> Right. So, but uh, we'll worry about that uh, another time, sometime around the trade deadline. Uh, We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about the next couple of games for the Islanders. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, some uh, new coverage for the Islanders at the Athletic. And we're going to talk about uh, a guy who's apparently not going to be an Islander. Uh, Who is it? Whoa, it's a mystery. (laughs) Uh, Come back and find out on the other side of the break. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And now a word from our sponsors. First, as always, VintageIceHockey.com, where you can get t-shirts, hoodies, and mugs featuring over 100 classic hockey logos. Vintage Ice Hockey also carries our Al Arbor t-shirt, and our portion of the sales go directly to the Center for Dementia Research. You could use the code Lighthouse15 at the checkout to get 15% off your order. That is VintageIceHockey.com. Betway is the official betting partner of the NHL. Play Big Pick for free or play for real. Residents of New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Colorado, Idaho, and Iowa only. Click the link in the podcast description to join. Must be 21 or over. Terms and conditions apply. 
Try wines from the Pinot Project. Delicious Pinot Noir, Pinot Grigio, and Rosé, all under $15 a bottle. All, all available at local wine shops and at UBS Arena. Please, please, please play and drink responsibly. Uh, okay, so the Islanders have two more games coming up this week. Uh, one against the Nashville Predators on Thursday, the day you're probably listening to this. Uh, and one against the New Jersey Devils on Saturday. Uh, these are both teams that have beaten the Islanders already this season. Uh, they played pretty well in that game in Nashville, but they did get uh, another shootout loss. And they're so terrible in overtimes and shootouts. That's another frustrating thing. It's really, it's it's more embarrassing than anything else. Like, have fun out there. And they never do. But uh, hopefully they could avenge that with a nice big blowout win. Uh, and not need a shootout or an overtime game. And then the Devils. Um, they shut the Islanders out for nothing the last time they played. Uh, that was also pretty embarrassing. Uh, yeah, but uh, they've come back down to earth a little bit. They got their asses handed to them in Winnipeg uh, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, you know, Jack Hughes is back now, um, but uh, they're still kind of working out the kinks. They're better for sure. And not to be taken lightly. Nobody really is. But uh, they need to pick up wins here. Like we said, they can't afford to just, you know, have this four game point streak come to an end so unceremoniously particularly at home get a win at home please i'm begging <laughs> you just do it enough already i'm tired of hearing about this yeah it's uh it's also like the the schedule is just so there for the taking right and, and with the next if you look ahead it's really a lot of aside from that game against the caps it's a lot of games that i hate to even say it but like you you can win these games you know it's just yeah like you know. it's it's that's what's that's what's so frustrating about mm. this whole thing because you're like, well, there, there kind of is a chance. Like, it's not a big mm. chance, but there is a chance that at the end of this month, you know, that maybe or or this time next month, that they're within shouting distance of being within shouting distance of a playoff spot, which is <laughs> would be a huge win for where they are right now. And uh, knock on wood, but uh, yeah, like the the Predators, they're you know we're we're at home. The Predators are playing the next night, so hope maybe maybe we'll even get a backup goalie against <laughs> against us, uh, David Riddich, and then the they play the. The Jer- they play in Jersey on Friday, so they're getting the Devils on the second night of a back-to-back, too. So uh, just two games that, I mean, we, we, I'm thinking about this Predators game, and I've been thinking about it all day, just like, how do you beat this team? And then you look, this is a mediocre team. In turn, mm. like the rest of the NHL, they're like, this is a mediocre team uh, to, the, to, to to us right now. Every every team is, is a, a mountain that just seems way too high to climb. And <laughs> But you, it's just the type of team that they shouldn't get played off the ice against like the predators it should be a pretty tight mm. game and you just hope that they get the goaltending and uh the the bounces to go their way and and all of a sudden like you hate to, i hate saying this i really do and i'm very <laughs> sorry for saying it but like on the other side of saturday the islanders are on a three-game winning if they are on a three-game winning streak like all of a sudden the the monday morning nhl content mill will be like yeah Okay, are they coming back to, to to life? Is this team starting to get going? Because then all of a sudden you're also talking about being close closer to having Brock Nelson and Ryan Pollock back in the lineup. Yeah. And you're also talking about these guys who likely, like, if they do win these games, it means that more of these guys are coming back to life, like the the, the aliens that have sapped their souls and play their hockey <laughs> abilities have given them back to them. They've just borrowed them for a little bit. Like JG Pajot the other night scored. He's he scored. I yeah. think in two games in a row now. Right. Um, you know, we, we still haven't seen Kyle Palmieri <laughs> score <laughs> since whenever he scored against the Panthers. Like the, the one goal he scored this season has been a completely meaningless too, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, they were what, down five, nothing when he scored yeah. four, nothing. And then so, but, but a, that a win would likely two wins in a row would likely mean that some of these guys are starting to, to produce when they're supposed to Bovilla, et cetera. 
Um, but and then so if they do get these wins, uh, that means that not only are they rounding players starting to find their form, but it also means they're closer to getting these players back and the goaltending is solidified. Like we shouldn't overlook that Simeon Varlamov, who was not very good in his first handful mm-hmm. of games was, was good in his last one. Uh, or good enough, I guess. And, and starting to look like his old self. And obviously Sorokin has been terrific and the, the team's MVP through the first quarter of the season by mm. almost leaps and bounds. And it's close sure. between him and Nelson, I guess you could say, but like Nelson's been hurt. So it's, it's Sorokin and, um, so yeah, like it, it's 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 a really strange um, thing to be back in this this era of like fan dumb of <laughs> every game is just it's 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 such you're such a hole that every game you win is is more like a task completed of this right. like long to do list rather than a, 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 a something that feels really good because the to do list is so long, mm. um, but it gets if it does shorten and they do kind of figure out how to find their way back into the um into the race like that's just going to feel really good and and like we deserve it like we we, <laughs> we like to to sit and watch this team through that and i think that's what the team was alluding to in their post game stuff was like how hard it was to get through and now like hopefully they get to reap the benefits of sticking together and through this whole thing and um because as the the other side of the coin is, and I had talked about this team earlier, the the two thousand I think the eleven two thousand eleven team, or it was either eleven twelve or ten eleven. They yeah they started like four one and two, and then by the Thanksgiving it was they were five eighteen and five or something. Hmm. They did have a win there. They they like they lost eleven in a row or twelve in a row. They won, and then they lost like another eight in a row. Uh, yeah. So like there is like I'm not it's not a it's so far from a foregone conclusion <laughs> that they win these two games, and I and I understand that, but. Um, you know, if they do all of a sudden these good feelings start to creep back in and, and it'll just be good to hear. And, and not that people will, but at least, you know, in the Islander echo chamber, it will like, it'll, it will start to feel good for people to not, not be like seasons over, but Hey, yeah. like there seems to be a little bit of shred of hope. And that's all I'm asking <laughs> for right now. Like in the, 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 the steps for the season are just so small right now. The steps forward are let's get to a place where we can at least like see a path to, hope and then from there you, you obviously go from there but um it starts yet yeah, to start all over again on thursday night unfortunately it's like a <laughs> game seven every night yeah yeah no but i was thinking about this too because like you know back in those days when they were they were lousy you know you, you, they were string together a couple and it was like okay if they can get together they can pull into a playoff spot the thing is the big difference between then and now is that we have a frame of reference for this team playing really well that is recent that is like last year the year before and that's why you know i wanted to make sure that like i got into the fact that the the ottawa game looked like they looked like themselves they looked closer to themselves than they have in weeks again that winnipeg game was straight out of the islanders playbook over any of the last three seasons and so that's the big difference back in the old days or the, the the dark edges if you want to call them that you know they string together a bunch of wins and and you didn't really know what to do with yourself and you just hope that they would pull it out. And like the next, the next, the previous era that had that kind of feeling of stringing wins together was like maybe 1992, you know, (laughs) or, you know, maybe not even then, maybe it was 1982. And it was like, you you had to go back that far. Whereas here we know what this team looks like when they win. And so that's what makes it so frustrating is like, you're not getting what we know they should look like. Because we've seen it a hundred times, you know, 
whatever. Over the course of the last three years, the trots hockey, we know what trots hockey looks like. And we haven't gotten it and, and out of outside of very, very rare occurrences so far this season. So that's what makes it really frustrating is we know what this team looks like when they win. And right. they haven't looked like that for the majority of the season. And, and and they talk about it all the time in their games. Like, oh, we're going to get to – we didn't get to our game until the right. second period. We didn't, and so it's like, yeah, <laughs> maybe they did it, – it, it's now over a course of season. Like, we didn't get to our game until the game against Ottawa, hopefully, or you know, <laughs> Chicago, you can say. Uh, and when they do, like, you're you're right. And that's, that's the thing about these, like – right now it seems like false hope, which is fine. Like, mm. it's, it's, false, it's false hope for 31 teams every season when, <laughs> when, when, you, when it's all said and right. done. Um, but uh, – it's, by the way, it's, the, the Flyers who are playing tonight have, by the way, lost nine in a row. Right. So, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> and like, and and think about the difference between I was even in the standings. The teams that are around the Islanders who are similar, like points percentage or points, and even the ones mm. above, like the Blue Jackets and Flyers, who have hit rough times, they have less of a chance. Just on terms, yeah, like you said, on terms of the talent on the roster, the coaching, et cetera, like the pedigree of the team. Like, there is very few teams in the league um, that wouldn't have the been completely counted out after this 11 mm. like after an 11 game losing right. streak this early in the season uh you can basically name them on one hand it's you know the lightning the avalanche the like the knights those guys and in the islanders are one of those teams like they're one of the mm. teams that if if uh, they started the season five ten and whatever they started five ten and two and uh we're in the middle of an 11 game losing streak the debate wasn't is you know what does this team need to just blow up the team and rebuild which it would be for basically any other team most or 20 other 22 other teams <laughs> in the league it was the debate was are they truly done is there zero hope and the, most people would say there's not zero hope but there's very little hope which is mm. just honestly a show of respect more than anything <laughs> for this team that, that, that right. weren't completely counted out yet and we're not doing it yet like i'm trust me my, my expectations are quite low but um I just they're, the fact that they're not counting out speaks to like you saying that the the pedigree and the trots Islanders mm. uh, thing and yeah. uh, we'll see. Darren Dreger dropped uh, one one of his greatest hits the other day on Ottawa radio before the game where he said, "You know, Lou Lamorello is not going to sit by and let this ha- his team go down the drain like this. So keep your eye on Lou. You never know." And like, yeah, okay, okay, <laughs> sure, whatever you say. Like, we don't we don't hear this every year, every trade deadline. Every it's yeah, okay, fine. What's he gonna do? Was he gonna trade for guys that no that, that aren't on the COVID list? Like, I don't know. Is he gonna, he's gonna trade for the luckiest guys in the league. I don't understand what he's gonna do. But uh, if Adam Pellick had gotten hurt, yeah, he would have to have traded for somebody. Oh but, my you god, know, that was that yeah. was. I don't even want to talk about it. Uh, well, one <laughs> one guy who's uh, not going to be along for the ride, whoever, wherever it goes, is Anatoly Goloshev, who was put on unconditional waivers today for his uh, release. Uh, it's assumed that he's going to go back to Russia. I highly doubt anybody claims him. Uh, he was up with the big club after a few games with Bridgeport. Uh, he never got into any games. Um, Trotz at one point addressed weeks ago, saying, you know, in the midst of the 11 game losing streak, saying that, you know, he, he wasn't really too happy with what he had seen so far in practice and, and stuff like that. And um, so I guess that's the end of that. Uh, you know, he's a guy who showed some goal scoring ability in Russia and a little bit in the, uh, in the, the a two. Um, but, you know, again, I hate to keep bringing up how old I am and how long I've, we've been at this game, but um, you know, this is just another one of these guys that's come over here and he's kind of like a lottery ticket. Like he's, you know, he's got some talent and I don't, I, I find it very hard to kind of get very upset about this. A lot of people were upset about it. Oh, you never got a chance. Yeah, I guess that's true. But at the same time, like 
They saw him in practice. They saw him in the AHL. They saw him walking around and in the hotel and, you know, in, in the, the training room and the whatever. I mean, who knows what they saw that made them not want to put the guy in the ice. It must have been something, right? And I just, I don't know. I can't, I, I don't think this guy is going to make or break the season. Yeah, they don't score goals. And so anybody with a, a working pair of hands uh, is probably somebody you should be investigating at least a little bit. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm really, this is like Jan Kovash or uh, uh, Kirill Petrov or any of these guys. You know, you're going to go back and you're going to see KHL highlights. Like, oh my God, they let this guy go. I think they'll survive. I really <laughs> do. I mean, this is the team that let, that traded L- Roberto Luongo, who's going to be elected to the Hall of Fame any, any day now. So, you know, I've seen it a lot worse than Anatoly Golashev. No, no disrespect. <laughs> I hope he has a safe flight back to Russia. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, yeah, when, when I guess it was the, the Toronto game, uh, when that second batch of uh, COVID things happened and uh, when Andy Andrioff was playing, like, it was pretty obvious that he doesn't do, Golashev doesn't have the skill set that they need from him. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just, what do you, if, if Anatoly Golashev is the savior of your season, like you have massive Oof, issues. Yeah. Massive. <laughs> like it's, it's, and I think it's, it's, it goes to show that like we still, as Islander fans to are not used to the success that we had over the last three seasons, because uh, if this was 2011 or, you know, 16 or something, and he wasn't going to look at, you'd have every right in your, to be mad, but there's a lot of really good players on the yeah. Islanders. Like, Oh, what did what is he going to do? Play a couple games, maybe get a point or something. Uh, and then guess what? He's going to get scratched because, mm. you know, Casey Zizekas or Matt Martin are coming back or whoever it's that that's just how this team is. And it has operated and has been for three extremely successful years, right. which nobody saw coming. I think a lot of people forget that the success wasn't, um, it wasn't supposed to happen <laughs> like, like, or it was people, I guess I think the success was supposed to happen because we were so used to it by now, like three years of, of doing well before this one. And, um, but this success came out of nowhere. <laughs> like, mm. like Islanders were written off by everybody. Uh, their best player left them with for nothing and they got nothing in return for them. And they were supposed to be starting this new era that was going to take five years to kind of uh, work out. And it, couple months out of instead <laughs> and and uh it, i think you, you can't to be upset about anatoly Golashev or jan kovac Piyush shooter whoever these guys were uh that they didn't really give a look to i mean it's sebastian aho has been one of them too and look all respect to sebastian because he's had some brief flashes he's definitely not uh gonna be a guy that is gonna make or break the islander season <laughs> he's just that looks to me like a seventh or eighth NHL defenseman. Uh, uh, but you know, you, you to, to get so upset and to be mad about it is to kind of, it's kind of arrogant. I think it's <laughs> like, like, don't you remember what, what this team, like these two guys who are, have completely reshaped this organization and yeah. both of whom are, are not without fault. Like we can talk about some mistakes uh, made, as the season kind of uh, yeah. keeps going, like there have and been Anatoly Goloshev isn't like he's a, not, yeah he's like probably what defenseman. number twelve on the mistake list yeah like at know. this point like it's not um it's not near the top of the list and and if you're if you're getting mad about that like you gotta take a step back and look big picture and be like look mm. if 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 someone came to you 
the day after John Tavares left and said, look, here's, here's how your th- three seasons are going to go. This is what happened on December 8th. This guy from Russia who you drafted in what the third round <laughs> came mm. over. You gave him, you didn't give him a look at it. He, he took a pl- flight back. And so, yeah, of course I'll take that. Like, um, of course, and, um, these guys are miracle workers. So like we, we're, we've, I guess maybe yeah, got to tone it down a little bit with, with that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I, I, you could definitely be frustrated because you want to see the guy and, and the team does have trouble scoring goals, but it's not, this is not a, uh, this is not like some sort of conspiracy theory against playing yeah, younger players or prospects or whatever. I don't know. However you want to say, this is just the, this is how this team has worked for three, three plus seasons now. It's going to take a lot more than Anatoly Goloshev to make me mad at Barry Trotz. I'm sorry. <laughs> just, it really is. Yeah. I, I, I remember even at the beginning of his reign, like getting mad about some of the, the lineup decisions. And and, yeah. it, and then all of a sudden you're just like, what the hell? I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't know if Anatoly Goloshev maybe isn't a good back checker. I, how would I ever know that? I can't I tell. Mean, again, they're very, they're very interested in roles and you bring up a good point. Like even if he had played, let's say they put him on a third line or something and, and he, you know, looked good and maybe, you know, got picked up an assist or something on somebody's goal. You know, when the guys that are supposed to be there come back, I mean, is he really going to be there? Like, I doubt that. So yeah, we'll never know. It's true. But again, he's, I'm not. He's great fodder for the podcast. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, a couple of seasons, we'll be able to make up a full full team yeah. of these guys. With right. the- well, when the Geico trivia question is what, what two players did the Islanders put on unconditional waivers in the 2021-22 uh, season? <laughs> And the answer, you'll know the answer is uh, uh, Leo Komarov and Anatoly Goloshev. So there you go. Maybe somebody else. You never yeah. know. <laughs> and and I also, I think remember, I remember when Kovach got uh, whatever, yeah. or Pia Shooter, whoever it was, somebody was like, well, the the thing I'm, I'm most worried about is that these type of guys aren't going to want to come over again. And then mm. Goloshev came over. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Ilya Sorokin well, came over. And well, like, yeah, I was going to say, uh, our friend Noel Fogelman brought up a good point on Twitter. Like, you know, getting getting Sorokin here from Russia kind of negates a lot of the other guys not yeah. coming from over from Russia. So, you know, I kind of agree with that, that stance too. So there you go. Uh, okay. Uh, last thing real quick. Uh, we do have a new name uh, to know uh, for Islanders fans. His name is Kevin Kurz and he's going to be the uh, Islanders beat writer for the athletic. Uh, he's been in San Jose for 10 years. So if you're like, wait, the guy who covers the sharks, yes, he's the guy who covers the sharks, but he's a Philly guy. I had no, I had absolutely no idea. So he wants to come back to the East coast and here he is uh, covering the Islanders. And uh, I don't know if, Covering a team just coming out of uh, or in the middle of even uh, an 11 game losing streak is good or bad. Um, but uh, his his article announcing his his coming to the beat was interesting. And, and he brought up a good point right off the bat that I liked, which was that, you know, he talked about how Sharks fans and Islanders fans have kind of a similar feeling in that their team doesn't get as much national respect as maybe it should. And, you know, when he went to cover the Sharks, they were they were really good. They went to back-to-back conference finals. Uh, he eventually covered them in the, in the Stanley Cup final that one year. And, uh, you know, the Islanders, again, coming off a couple of really successful seasons. And so, uh, you know, he, I don't know how he intends to address the uh, lack of national exposure for the Islanders. Uh, you know, I don't know if he's... Uh, what's, uh, you never know what it's going to be like. Again, Lou Lamorello is not a guy who uh, <laughs> likes people to do interviews and stuff like that, but uh, we'll see. But it, it is interesting. Now, Arthur Staple, our friend, uh, is going to be covering more of the Rangers, which sucks, but he is also going to be writing about the Islanders in a column every once in a while. He's still got the podcast. You, he, Art can't get rid of us that easily. He knows that. So, uh, you know, I think what I think it's going to be interesting to see how how this coverage shakes out. And, 
you know, it's just kind of ever ever changing landscape of Islanders coverage. It's always kind of a fun side story <laughs> to watch, and uh, still waiting for that uh, Newsday Sports only tier to uh, come out, so I can just buy Newsday Sports and not have to worry about you know, the Suffolk County police blotter or, you know, some kind of, you know, so, some kind of office building going up in, uh, in Islip or something like that. I don't care. I just wanted to read about the Islanders, maybe occasionally the the Mets, Jets, uh, or Yankees. That's about it. So, so welcome Kevin Kurz. Good luck, man. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun because we do to talk about the Islanders being so in the weeds. Then when you take a step out of the weeds and think about how they're covered, and uh yeah matt jeff marrick is always the butt of the joke but he's deserved it twice yeah. in the past you know two weeks where the other one was uh when he said on his podcast oh you know the, uh, elliot the islanders have finally been postponed by the nhl what does this mean for the olympics like it's and and it was great yeah it, it was, was really just, great it, it really yeah. and but i'm hoping that when um kevin kurz comes to cover the team you, you see let hopefully the other the other people actually were paying attention and, and we're just painting, painting them all with the broad Jeff Merrick brush. And, uh, that, that uh, it, it'll be fun to hear because Arthur's been around since 2007, eight, nine, whatever mm-hmm. that era. And, um, uh, so it'll be fun to see what uh, someone getting parachuting in, uh, will, mm-hmm. will have like his, uh, he, you can't blame him for not knowing about like the arena saga and like the ins and outs of that kind of stuff. So it's going to be, that's, that's going to be interesting to see, uh, just someone coming from completely outside of the, the bubble. Yeah. It's, it's, it is exciting. And it's a good thing. Art wrote that book because I feel like that's, that's probably the best cliff notes possible, you know, reading on the Islanders you could do to understand some of the uh, insanity that's gone around here uh, over, especially over the last few years. I mean, you could look up the the dynasty stuff anytime you want, but to, to know the ins and outs of what's gone on here in the last couple of years, uh, is that that's a that book is a good primer for that kind of stuff because yeah like you said he's been totally detached from in in the Western Conference but uh, uh yeah so it should be exciting so uh, follow him uh, on Twitter I don't know his Twitter off the top of my head but you definitely should uh you should also uh you know take it easy on Art uh he, he's put in uh, many many great years on the beat here and I know covering him covering the Rangers really sucks uh, so uh, you know don't give him too much grief or any grief and if you are going to give him grief please learn how to spell the word traitor. Like it's got a T, not a D. Trade the trader <laughs> D with a trader with a D is like Trader Joe's. You're making trades. That kind of trader with a T is like you know turncoat. So please, if you're gonna if you're gonna call the man something, at least spell it correctly. That's my fail. That's my philosophy. Uh, but don't. But just seriously, don't. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so yeah. So that's it. Um, we might be back on Sunday. We're, we got Sunday and Monday off. Uh, so we're gonna try and get together on Sunday after these couple of games and uh, see where the Islanders are at. And, uh, you know, they got a couple of games. Actually, they only have two games, I think, next week. So uh, back to the wonky schedule where they're <laughs> just off all the time. And, uh, yeah, that's that's a way, great way to kill momentum. But, I mean, I, I want to – we got to get we got to get the schedule maker on this. I don't know. We'll, <laughs> maybe we can, like – we can give them – we, you know, do it anonymously and give them this sort of, like, voice-changing thing, like, rah, rah, you know, like the, they do like unsolved <laughs> mysteries, like trying to do that because uh, I want some answers, really. It's be been, nice. It's enough for, yeah, seriously. Uh, okay. Like, we kind of just forget about you guys. And then yeah. all of a sudden <laughs> you just get the, the dates that aren't, yeah. uh, that aren't used we, up. We schedule the Penguins, Rangers, and uh, Flyers. We don't <laughs> have to worry about you. We just give you guys whatever dates are left. Oh, <laughs> thanks. You know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we gotta, we gotta wrap it up. Uh, read lighthouse hockey every single day for your most up-to-date 
Islanders news and discussion. Check out vintageicehockey.com. Check out Betway. Check out Pino Project, thepinoproject.com. Where can everybody find you on Twitter? The Big Lebowski with two E's. Follow Mike at The Big Lebowski. Read his work at Action Network. What what podcast are you off to to record now after this? It'll be uh, two two tonight. Is one is Wonder Goal, which is our soccer betting show, and then our hockey betting show, which is called Line Change. The hockey betting show is actually very fun. I, I retweeted the the first episode there, and yeah, uh, very short. Yeah, it is short, and it's nice because like you get right to the to the heart of it, and uh, yeah, you could maybe win some money. So check out the Wonder Goal and check out Line Change and all of Mike's work at the Action Network, and uh, we'll be back. Next week, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, let's see if the Islanders uh, can keep the good times rolling. All right, talk to you later. Bye-bye.